So, um, what the hell is homecoming? Who is coming home? Is there a home involved at all? If yes, which home? I went to an American high school. Did we even have homecoming dances? To be fair, the only dance I ever went to was my senior prom, which could be the subject of its own RMC. But I think I would have heard about some formal that seems to spring up at random times throughout the school year. Did my school even elect homecoming queens? Who were they? And how were they elected? If she's an elected official, does that actually make her a queen in the purest sense of the word? Or is it more of a relic from a time when the homecoming queen was passed down through a family sent to us from God to rule over homecoming? R.L. Stein doesn't answer any of these questions, but he does answer the question who killed the homecoming queen. The answer will be revealed through the following 29 paragraphs, not including excerpts. One paragraph for each chapter in the book. Let's get to it. This is rereading my childhood. Fear Street. Who killed the homecoming queen? Ava Whelan loves pep rallies, something the two of us don't share. Besides loving pep rallies, she loves her psychic powers, which are more like Peter Parker's spidey sense without the reliability or plot relevance. She also loves her best friend's stepbrother, Jeremy. Oh, and at the end of the first chapter, the aforementioned best friend, Tania Darman, is pushed down the stairs. Another student named Leslie Gates accidentally bumped into her. Tania considers Leslie her rival, so Tania is skeptical about the perceived accident. They are both vying for homecoming queen to Jason Thompson's homecoming king. During the crowning ceremony, there's a gunshot. It's just a soda can. I wonder if I wouldn't be so angry if I read this book during its publication year 1997. A school shooting is a very real and traumatizing thing that happens seemingly every week, so using it as some bullshit cliffhanger for the end of chapter 2 is distasteful. This isn't Stein's fault. 1997 was a relatively innocent time, years before Columbine and active shooter drills. However, I still had a strong personal reaction to that fake-out. But let's get back to the book. Leslie makes a grand entrance. In the audience, Ava spots Jeremy talking to his friend Keith, who is an amateur filmmaker. Keith shook his head. Leslie is desperate to be an actress. She's applying to every acting school in the country. If she's in the video, then she'll have something to show. I'd be doing her the favor. Sounds like a good deal for both of you, Jeremy commented. Is Leslie any good? Sure, replied Keith with a shrug but I'd much rather have Tania, especially if she's homecoming queen. What does that have to do with anything, Ava asked. I mean, what's your video about? Keith's eyes glittered again. It's called, Who Killed the Homecoming Queen? That's the name of the book! Tania wins homecoming queen and immediately passes out. It's just her low blood sugar. Girl, lay off the insulin. Out of view of Tania, but in front of Eva, Leslie expresses her anger at Tania's constant winning and calls the new homecoming queen the golden girl of Shadyside High. The girl who is clearly our red herring sees something and gasps. This time there is actually something to gasp about. Leslie and Eva see Tania's boyfriend with the very 80s name Sandy making out with a girl with another very 80s name Sharice. Because that's what we need. More characters. Leslie says, this will kill Tania, and she runs away. Leslie says, this will kill Tania, and she runs away. The next chapter starts with Eva watching a vicious argument between Tania and Sandy regarding his cheating. She breaks up with him, and he does not take it well. He violently shakes Tania, and Eva panics. It's just a part of Keith's movie. Cool movie, Keith. This book has not aged well. High school domestic violence is no longer something hushed in the shadows and used as a plot device in pulp teen horror novels. It's morphed into a pervasive problem that literally kills kids during history class. The domestic violence, even if it's for a terrible movie, just made me feel gross. 
Tania passes out from her blood sugar thing again, and Eva agonizes over telling her best friend about her boyfriend's cheating. That's right, she still hasn't told her best friend. Way to look out for your friend, Eva. Then someone yells they're going to kill Tania. It's just Leslie, our brightest red, largest of large herrings, our crimson whale. Leslie barred her teeth in a vicious smile. First you get to be homecoming queen. Now you steal the role in Keith's video. You knew I was counting on that role for my college portfolio. I can't believe you stole that from me, too. But I could kill you, Tania. Leslie clenched her fist. I really could. I have something to tell you, Tania. You do? After all, why shouldn't I ruin your day, too? Leslie said bitterly. Huh? Tania frowned. What do you mean? Eva's heart sped up. Leslie is going to tell her about Sandy and Sharice, she realizes. I can't let Leslie do it. She'll enjoy it too much. And Tania will be really embarrassed in front of her biggest rival. What is it? Tania asked Leslie. Not now, Eva cried. Leslie, come here. That's why you should have told her already, Eva. She doesn't even take that moment to tell Tania in private. She just pulls her away and we get a new scene. Eva gets a coke with her crush and Tania's brother, Jeremy. He expresses his desire to them all and check out the CD stores. The fact that there is more than one CD store, let alone a CD store, in this mall that has not succumbed to online shopping and poor business decisions is unintentionally funny. There's a mention of Jeremy getting in trouble at his school that isn't that important, but it sets up a second lesser red herring, like a maroon minnow. Our maroon minnow sees Sandy and Sharice making out. Geez, Sandy and Sharice, get a room. Or at least come up for air. Or maybe don't mack on each other at the most frequented locales of the shady side high student body. Tania enters, but somehow doesn't see Sandy. The chapter switches to movie filming again, and of course, they're filming the domestic violence scene again. Keith is either getting off on this scene, or he's incredibly incompetent, because this scene should be finished by now. This time, Keith yells, stop it, as Sandy chokes Tania. It's his camcorder. They start rolling again. They stop after Tania is on the ground and not moving. This time, it looks like she's kind of dead. Sandy checks her pulse. When he can't find it, Jeremy starts yelling and screaming. Then her body disappears. The police arrive and are ineffectual, just like they always are in every teen horror from the 80s. Leslie is there, but she books it after the police want to question her. Chapter 14 is the obligatory scene in which everyone has a conversation about what happened. Sandy reveals his terrible sense of humor. It started out as a joke. Tania and I cooked it up, Sandy explained. The idea was I'd strangle her for the movie. She'd pretend to be dead, and I'd go along with it. We just wanted to shake everyone up, for fun. Huh? Eva let out a shocked cry. You and Tania decided to play a game with my movie? Keith cried. Yeah, for fun, Sandy repeated. Eva gaped at him. That's a terrible joke, she declared. How could you and Tania do something so awful? Never mind that. Where is she? Jeremy asked. Where's Tania? That's the problem, Sandy told him. See, after everybody got all crazy, Tania was supposed to jump up and yell surprise. But she didn't, Eva reminded him. Jeremy readies his choking hands and lunges at Sandy. Everyone gets a strangle. The police separate them and conjecture that Tania just went home. Eva tries to call Tania's home and just gets a busy signal, another relic of the 80s. Then she calls Keith to ask about the camcorder. The camcorder jammed and didn't record anything. Jeremy bursts in and says he heard Sandy and Sharice conspire to kill Tania. If this book seems disjointed, I'm sorry, but that's really how the plot points progress in this book. Eva encourages him not to call the police. I don't understand that one. (laughs) 
She goes to Charisse's house and hears someone yelling, I'll kill you! Don't worry, nothing interesting actually happened. It was just the television. Eva and Charisse chum it up, even though Charisse might have killed Eva's best friend. Someone calls Charisse's phone, asks for Eva, and tells her that she's going to die next. The next day at school, Eva doesn't even wait for Tania's corpse to turn up before continuing her crimson whale activities. She's been, quote-unquote, bothering Keith. She wants to be the new star in his movie. Remember, she really needs it for her college portfolio. You know, Harvard is always on the lookout for students who have been in high school horror films by students who can't work a camcorder and take months to film a terrible scene. Eva sees blood on Leslie's sweater. Yeah, she just cut herself in a mirror. However, something finally happens. Sandy tumbles out of a locker. He's been stabbed, and we finally have a body. Chapter 21 is another gathering, this time at Eva's house. We are reminded that this is not a movie plot, this is real. Thank you for your service, fourth wall, but it's time for you to break. Eva gets a phone call. The person on the end is like, yes, I'ma kill you next. Keith chooses to do a documentary instead and interviews Eva. She leans up against a rail and it breaks. Keith pulls her up and says the railing was sawed. So someone in the middle of the night came onto the school grounds with a saw and went to town on a railing. Not conspicuous at all. In the next chapter, Tania shows up not dead. Cool. And what is your reason for leading us and where have you been? When Jeremy told me about Sandy sneaking around with Charisse, I couldn't believe it. Once I stopped crying, I got so angry, and that's when I decided to get even. Where were you all this time? Eva asked Tania. I mean, were you just hiding at home? Tania shook her head. That's what I was going to do. But Jeremy had a better idea. He cooked up the strangling part, but he didn't know I was going to disappear. Anyway, I went to stay with my cousins in Waynesbridge. I told mom and dad not to worry, and they told the police I was perfectly okay. So that's why the cops stopped the investigation, Keith said. No wonder they thought the whole thing was a joke. It was. A horrible, sick joke, Tania, Eva declared angrily. How could you do that to us? How could you put us through all that just because your boyfriend was cheating on you? I couldn't help it, Tania cried. I was so hurt and upset, and I wanted to hurt and upset everyone else, especially Sandy. I wanted you guys to feel like fools, just the way I did. Ugh, teenagers in horror movies and their elaborate pranks that involve death and dying. You know, I was a teenager for about a decade, and the pranks I was involved in, witnessed, or was victim of never involved death and bodies disappearing, and they certainly never ended with an actual death. What happened to Sandy? Eva Spidey Sense shows up, and the gang runs to Charisse's house, where they find her in a stare-off with Jeremy, whom she says killed Sandy. Jeremy says Charisse killed Sandy and that she's crazy. There's a bunch of that for a while. And more of that in the next chapter. And finally, it's concluded in the following chapter. Tania already told us that it was Jeremy's idea for her to pretend to be dead, Eva explained. That was his plan for Tania to get revenge, by playing a cruel joke on us. So? Charisse asked. So Jeremy wouldn't murder Sandy, Eva went on. He knew that Tania was already getting her revenge. Oh, please, drop the innocent act. Charisse tossed her head, glaring around the room. I hate you all. You think you're so smart. Hey, let's keep a secret from poor dumb Charisse. Won't that be a kick? The way you were laughing at me behind my back? Don't think I didn't catch on. Catch on to what? Jeremy asked. Keith's other video project. The candid video project? As if you didn't know. Charisse sneered. Huh? asked Tania. What video project? You all know that Sandy pretended to like me, just for the candid video, Charisse went on. You all humiliated me, laughed at me, 
just for a stupid videotape. Well, there you go. Keith and Sandy were making some other weird video where he pretended to like Charisse, so she killed him. Then she lunges at Keith. The last chapter is the police dragging Charisse away and Keith's camcorder jamming. And that's it. One paragraph-ish for each of the 27 chapters of Who Killed the Homecoming Queen by R.L. Stein. This one was fine. Standard Pulp Fiction fair. The cliffhangers are still frustrating, the herrings are huge, and the scares really aren't scary. But I didn't hate my time with this book. It was fine. Now excuse me while I try to figure out what the hell homecoming is.